Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. I had a really interesting conversation with Blake, who's my fiance, recently about how if you were to perceive him on the outside, seeing the work that he does, he works in, you know, home building, he has a very technical job, he's managing people, he's super great with numbers, you can ask him what's 157 times 1017 and he will calculate it in his head immediately. He just, so you would, you would assume he is a left-brained person, you know, the numbers, what we think is left-brained. And he had a salesperson, like a sales trainer come in to train his team. And the sales trainer told him that he's actually a creative thinker (laughs) and not a logical thinker, (laughs) which just shook up his worldview about himself. (laughs) And I said to him, actually looking at your chart, which I've known this about him, knowing his chart, he actually is a more what you people would associate with right brained. Mm. And it had me thinking about this conversation that we've had before that I, we have not shared on the podcast before that putting ourselves into these categories of right brain and left brain is actually, you know, we're not black and white in that way. We're not one or the other in that way. Even me, for example, I've always seen myself as I always thought I was the creative person, you know, the go with the flow kind of woo woo person. But then as I started to learn about my chart, I'm actually extremely left brained. Mm -hmm. And that completely shook up my perception of myself and how I went about doing things in the world. Mm. And I really want you to share. um, We could go deep into what characteristics are fall into the category Mm. of left or right brained, but really just explaining to us like what is in the context of human design, Mm. where does that left brain, right brain um, Mm. construct that we're familiar with yeah fall into this human design yeah so i think it's really fascinating that most of our misconception about what makes a creative versus a more kind of logical person is that you're the typical example of someone who because you are a happy-go-lucky um very sort of happy in yourself you have so much levity to the way that you move through the world you automatically would assume that means that you're just like a go with the flow kind of gal and like actually what you've discovered is that you're very very good at the exact opposite of that which is that you're amazing at planning you're amazing at organization I mean guys when I look at her spreadsheets she has like every single Please explain the thing you were showing me yesterday where every time I add something that's a to-do, she emails it to herself and then it goes in a specific bucket for emails and then she literally translates that to-do and puts it somewhere in her calendar and then literally every single day there is, even if it's a teeniest thing, it has like a little calendar invite and it's in the day and if you don't feel like... It's I'm not like, even a calendar me. invite, it's... um. 
so the reason why I even came to this is because I actually didn't think I was good at being detail oriented. And mm. what I associated as detail oriented is someone that could con- keep those things all organized in their brain. Mm. But what I'm actually good at is creating a system mm-hmm. for being organized. Yeah. And so I have a whole system that takes it out of my brain and basically, you know, tr- tricks me into being allows me to be detail oriented um, through this system. So literally, if Jenna tells me something, I email myself because it's just like the easiest thing to do on my phone. And then I leave those emails as unread until I get into this. The app that I use is called GetFlow, which I just recently found out about a different app. So stay tuned. I might have a a different (laughs) program that looks way more aesthetically pleasing. I can't remember what it's called, but I'll revisit this conversation if I find out that that's a better app. But right now I use an app called GetFlow. And the reason why I like it is because um, it's not calendar invites. I actually create, um, it's like tasks. It's actually a task management system. Mm -hmm. And I use the calendar version of the task management system. I create tasks for myself. And from the email, the unread email, I take the thing that you asked me to remember or the thing that you asked me to do or the thing that you asked me to remind you of. Mm -hmm. And I create a task and I put it on the day that I want to be reminded of it. And I actually go so far as um, every night, you know, people say they like that you should plan your day the next day. Every day I'm looking at that calendar of all the things that I have to do. And on that calendar, I didn't even tell you this yesterday. They're all in order of when, which thing I'm going to do in what order each day. And then if it doesn't get done, it gets adjusted and moved to a different day in the order of when I think I would do those things. Wow. And then like, let's say if you want me to remind, tell you to remind you something, I can put a task on the day that I would want to remind you of it. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. But it's misleading because you would think that just because you are light and you don't take yourself so seriously, for example, like for some reason. That's considered right-brained or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I also think that conversely, to talk about Blake, I think there's a lot of conditioning to men to mm-hmm. be very logical and very um, structured. And, you know, there's a lot of men that aren't that way. And I think it can be quite a perception shift to hear that you're creative because maybe you don't associate yourself with that being conducive to giving you success or you don't see how you could use that in business. Mm -hmm. He's actually a lot more like you than he is like me. Oh yeah. We have such similar charts. It's actually kind of strange how similar your charts are. Yeah. But so can you distinguish like maybe just because for the HD nerds, like what are a couple things in our charts that would, you would consider, you know, left brained? Yeah. So, um, Or the definition that we are familiar with of yes. left brain. So from a strictly human design perspective, left brain is about processing information. Okay. Um, it's about sort of drawing conclusions out of things. It's about substantiating information. It's about tying things back to facts and information and um, common sense and looking for um, empirical evidence for things, right? Whereas right brain is more sensing. So it's a little bit more mystical because it's not tied to facts and information. It's about just what you sense, right? And I don't mean sense like our intuition, but like what you can mentally sense, like concepts, random ideas, like kind of being more flitty in your mind, right? So 
I think creativity can happen both ways. I think um, we're all creative in different avenues. I don't necessarily think that's exclusively tied to being right brain because you can be creative with logic as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a different way of, of coming to, it's a different way of using your brain, basically, yeah. right brain versus left brain, the pure, the pure sense of it. And so everyone has, you know, to some extent, some, most people are a mix of one or the other, but most people have one that's more strong in them than the other one. Um, and, you know, for example, there could be some people who have, you know, a lot of logic, but then also they can't substantiate it, right? But they can or have back it, it up with facts. They can't back it up exactly. They can't back it up with facts, but they can think in a common sense way. Like my mom is like that, for example. She can think in a common sense way, but don't ask her to explain why, mm. right? Or there's people who um, will have a ton of ideas, but they can't tie it back to why it's truth. Right. Because that's very, very right brain. Like they just know. I remember my sister who has, if you're looking in your chart and you have the 1156 channel. That's Colored com- in. Yes. And that's between your, you've, you have gift 11 and gift 56 or one or just one of them um, up at the top of a chart in between your throat and your mind. Um that's a very right brain quality, right? And especially the 56, give 56. Um, it's like, I remember when she was a kid, she would say things like, oh, ghosts are electric. And when we would try to be like, what do you mean ghosts? Explain that to us like scientifically. What do you mean ghosts are electric? So we always tease out, you know, we say it like now with affection, like it's directionally correct, but don't ask her to actually explain exactly how and why but she gets the vibe of something that is true with a capital t but it's not logical and it doesn't actually it's not expressed in the world of literal it's not literal Mm. let's put it that way 56 is not gift 56 is not a literal gift but whereas the opposite isn't less true exactly whereas but the opposite side the 1762 is very um is is literal you know what i mean it it is it will actually back things up and listen sometimes people can do both and that's wonderful and then it's just about learning to use which ones and when you know which ones to apply things to um but you know if you go up to the top as well you know um the four for example is like very logical very commonsensical as is the 63 those are um you know very left brain qualities when you get up there it flips it's yeah, so opposite. we should explain to people. So the eleven fifty six, which is on the right side, um, is a is a right brain quality. But then if you go up to the next level of between the um, crown the mind and the, and the crown, yeah, they switch over. So what's on the left is right brain, and what's on the right is the left brain um, line. And then basically the lines that are right down the middle of both of those between those top three centers are less connected to knowing whether that's processing or sensing and more connected to just the inner knowing that you have like it's like an innate knowing so if you have the 61 for example it's like it's just an inner truth it's a sense of inner truth even though you can't explain why or if you have the 4323 like you have what we call the genius freak channel um it's in the middle that's nothing to do with processing information it's a knowing that you have so yeah, right brain versus left brain. I think we have a lot of misconceptions because we think that it means that you're, um, you know, if you're flighty, you can't be 
you yeah. know, creative. Or if you're creative, you couldn't possibly be left-brained. Or if you're right-brained, it means you're more artistic. Like all of these things that people just, you know, get wrong. And then I also want to um, just take our attention to the arrows that surround your head because that's also to do with a right brain or left brain um, situation when you think. If if to you, left brain means more um, proactive of a brain and right brain means more passive of a brain. So the more arrows, the four arrows that surround your head in your human design chart and the, the more of them point to the left, that um, signifies a proactivity to the way that you your mind works, to the way that your body works. When they point to the right, that's things more passive. So if you're looking at the top left arrow of your chart, that is really connected to your mind and the way that you think and the way that your brain works. And so when that arrow, that top left arrow points to the left, it means you have a very active brain. Now we can associate those type of qualities with a left-brained person, meaning a person that can really remember what they take in, really sift through information really quickly, keep... Um, be hyper aware like you are of when you read information right you yeah. know exactly immediately in the moment what's going to be useful to you you know what you're going to retain and you know what's absolutely you just don't even need to take in it's right? very it, yeah it, we're both the opposite in that i have my left top left arrow pointing left jenna has it pointing right mm -hmm. and i can read something and a sentence will stand out to me mm -hmm. and i will store that and i i can retrieve information i know what i know it's very it's it, it's forefront of my mind, the things that I'm, I know. Yeah. And you'll also know what you don't need to know I'm in like, the yeah, moment. I'm like, unimportant. I can like sense that I don't need it. Yeah. So you could say, you know, again, words are so, um, it depends what your version of left brain versus right brain is. But if that's what your definition of left brain is, then yes, um, that arrow will also tell you like you're at, you have a playing an active role in what you're remembering and retaining. Mm. Whereas I am playing a more passive role. What they say about the right brain when you have that arrow pointing to the right is that you take all the information in, but you have no idea what you've just taken in. And then only when it gets, um, when the opportunity comes from the outside world for a question to come out of you, can you then go back into the library of your mind and pull the piece of information that's relevant and then bring it out? So for example, what I always say with me is that I'm so much better when people ask me questions or when I'm put on the spot to say, like, talk about this or, you know, when I, when what I have What do you think a, about this? Yeah, then it's easy for me. If you say to me, just write something or just here's a mic. I think the difference is between when you recorded the, when you recorded the, um, the courses, mm -hmm. when someone's not asking you questions, that's more it's difficult. Harder. It doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah. It's just a more difficult process for you. But you know what was really easy for me? And I think this is amazing for parents to know about their kids and also for us to know about our younger oh, selves. So helpful. Yeah. Is that I was really good at taking exams because as long as I'd read everything, I could answer the questions that would come up in the exam questions. Whereas someone like you, it could be, I, more, could be more challenging. Oh, way more challenging yeah. because I don't, I don't store everything. Mm. But for me as a kid, like I could not remember the multiplication facts. Trust mm. me. I tried. I spent so much time, extra time doing it. Mm. And it was truly my brain just saying, you don't need this. But let me ask you a question. Were you, were there some subjects that you were interested in school 
because I would have posited that if there was like even one subject you liked, you probably remembered everything about yes. it and did well in it. Oh, I, yes. If it was a subject I was interested in or, okay, let's say, for example, if there was a study guide and the study guide, I would be the person in school. So you, you talk about how as a projector, you found the most efficient way to be in school. I've never even mm -hmm. told you this before. I would have younger girls, I would take, I had to take a couple general education classes my senior year. And it was just because I had to fill those positions. And I took one purposely that a bunch of younger girls in my sorority were in. And I said, you go to class, you go take notes, give me your notes before the tests, I will make the study guide. All I had to do to do well on the test was make the study guide because it wow. said, here's the information you need to store in your brain. And I wrote the study guide once, never had to study it. And I mm. would ace the tests. Wow. So it's like when I knew, when I, my brain knows what it needs to store, it's yeah. able to store it. I just had such trouble with there's certain things. That I think also just that there's certain brains, things that my brain was just like, I don't, I don't, I just don't even want to use my energy on that. Mm -hmm. So it's paying attention to that is interesting. But for yeah. you, the difference of like, cause my fiance also has a passive brain, mm -hmm. has that top left arrow pointing, right? Mm -hmm. He remembers everything. Mm. And even to the point of in a relationship, he remembers everything. And I, and if I don't tell myself I have to remember it, I don't remember it, which can come off as flighty mm. uh, or, you know. Yes. You were talking to me yeah. about that. And yeah. It's something that's specifically important to him, for example, that I needed to remember that I didn't remember. It's not because I'm not thoughtful or not good at it. It's just that I hadn't told my brain that I needed to remember it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think in general, we all retain what we think is important. So it's not that, um, you know, it's not that when someone forgets something about us, it doesn't mean that it they don't care about us. It just means that they wouldn't think that they wouldn't need necessarily someone to um, retain that about them. They wouldn't need someone to remember that about them. And so we exactly. all assume everyone's the same as us. Exactly. Without the manual to other people, uh, without seeing other people's charts and learning the other person, what do you? What's the best way to get biased to assume that they're kind of similar to you? But I was able to explain the difference of how our brains work to him mm. because he doesn't have to know the things that are important to me to remember because he literally remembers everything. That's insane. Same with you. Like you, you store everything, and then when you need it, it's there. Yeah. And that's why I say to you, like, oh, did I say that? I don't remember me saying that. Like, you don't how remember did I even... anything that you say. No. <laughs> it's all sorted there somewhere in the back, but there's no, I don't play a conscious role in choosing what, I don't go back and kind of sift through it just if someone else pulls it out or creates an environment where I can go get it, then I can go get it. Yeah. But I have no idea. I couldn't tell you what I know. Interesting. Yeah. So those are both that would be considered left that could fall into the category of left brain and right brain. Yes. So, you know, there's so many things that make it up. And also, you know, those circuits that we talked about. So when the 1156 um, channel, so it starts on the top left up from the 64, then it flows down through the mind and then goes down to the 1156. And then that whole that whole um, flow of energy, right, of having a right brain flows through the entire rest of your chart too and so right brainness or rightness of processing information doesn't just live in the brain there is a rightness there is a sensing to all the other parts of your body as well mm. so right brain is just one piece of a bigger puzzle of how do we function as human beings do we 
is is processing information at all whether it's right brain or left brain a predominant part of our chart or like for me for example most of my gifts are part of what we call a tribal energy meaning that most of my energy is towards taking care of the tribe and making sure the tribe has what they need and saying things in a way that the tribe can hear and you know, um, getting people in touch with what they need before they know they need it. And so that's what my energy goes towards. So even this idea that the brain is more important than other things we could be spending our time on, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But I think, you know, when I'm hearing us talk, my conclusion would be like the most fundamental aha for me was there's this cliche of left brain and a cliche of right brain and there's so many shades of gray in the middle and also not to judge people's external personality with how their brain works because you you my dear are like a living contradiction proof that that isn't the way forward and you yourself fell victim to that assumption that because you are you know happy and sunny and 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 kind of you know Flighty, very a little bit. shiny in your personality that that would mean you would have to just like you know just go with the flow and la di da and actually when you've really shone in your and i've seen you like before and after through the process of like the more you embrace the fact that you are very logical and very systematic and very organized in your approach to life the more you have been able to come into your full power. And yet you still haven't given up the fact that, you know, you walk in the house in a beautiful dress and you twirl and you don't take yourself seriously and all those things. And so how freeing, and this is when we talk about like being yourself and coming into your individuality is like everything that we think are our options of ways to be is all just like outdated cliches. And so, so like, outdated. let's just become living contrast. Let's challenge what those look like. Let's pick the different things from the different archetypes that exist, which ones are aligned, which parts of which archetype resonate with me and which don't, throw the rest of that archetype out and then mix it with this other archetype, you know? Like, let's just be alchemists of, of archetypal energy. I love that. <laughs> like, let's make up our, let's, let's not have archetypes and just be like your own version of whatever archetype you want to be. Yeah, and archetypes are helpful yeah, because they, are. they help us tap into the general, um, you know, sort of qualities, characters that can live within different parts of us, but they're certainly not supposed to be prescriptive. We're not supposed to be taking on everything from someone else. You know, like I've spoken about before, you know, the person that you look up to, the way you're going to get what they need, what they represent to you is not by doing exactly everything they're doing and what they're saying, doing, thinking, eating, moving, sleeping, their relationship, the way they have their kids, the way, just what parts of this do I like? And do I like some of them for what they literally are? Like, do I want that exact same thing? Or do I want what it represents? Do I want, I, do I want what I think it's going to give me? Do I want a piece of that, the way that person makes them shiny, you know? So we get to question all of this and, and pick what we want for ourselves. And I think to tie it back to human design, that's what I think, although no system is going to be perfect, I think that is one of the things that's super helpful about human design is that, yeah, you can look at your, you know, personality profile, your profile, mm. and that is an archetype, but yeah. I'm a three, five, but I, so is your sister, mm -hmm. but the way that's expressed is so unique because yeah. of the difference in every other part of our charts. So like, yes. let's stop thinking that we're one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Like you're both three fives. You both have gate 15, gate 15, which is about, you know, testing the limits and, you know, living in dancing in the extremes. Right. But 
your projector she's a manifester that's a huge difference huge you have the 4323 that genius freak channel she doesn't have it you have different life themes you have different digestions like where human design gets really fun is when you really re reacquaint yourself over and over and over again with the same information and you revisit it and that's why one of the things that was important to us was having it on audio because becoming yourself is not always about reading more and learning new stuff it's about what are the fundamental things that I just need to positively reprogram my mind with every single day I need to re-remind myself it's a daily reminder like being yourself is a daily reminder you know it's it's you becoming your own programmer louder than the voice of the outside conditioning. You know, when the world is saying, be this, be this, be this, be this, you have to buffer that and counter that by saying, you do best when you work two to three hours a day, or you are wiser than you think, or you are right-brained. The power of human design is when you tell yourself every single day, try for 60 days, telling yourself that you are left-brained, you don't just tell yourself, read it once and that's it. That's done. And, that's and you're why, talking specifically about me. Yeah. And that's why it's important for me. It was important for me to have it on audio because if you can listen to that and I can be the voice in your ear that can remind you of what you really are and you can just keep on playing that, then you turn the volume up on your real authentic self. And every time you're listening to that, you're also not listening to something else that's that's pulling you away from that. So it's on you to also curate like the podcasts that you listen to. They help you feel more individual. Do they help you feel more motivated? Do they help you feel more in touch with yourself? You know, that that's where you come into your power and become the person you came here to be is not just by reading it once. It's like actively re-reminding yourself of who you are every single day because let me tell you any one quality like you know the fact that you like to test the limits and push extremes there's going to be a thousand different ways and a thousand different arenas of life where that is going to have to get retweaked back so you can reflect that you know like it can be it can show up in the way that you try a new lifestyle for example or yeah. it can also show up in the way that you look for a job or whatever but just you telling yourself I like extremes that's not what's going to do it what's going to do it is you saying this is how it presents itself in this part of my life and this is how it presents itself in this part of my life no oh I can see that quality coming up in this situation with this person or with here or this is where I'm not being like that but you can only start to notice that if you keep bringing those reminders of your authentic self top of mind and that voice of who you really are louder in your head and stronger than you know what you're seeing on Instagram as everyone else's alignment or even you know it maybe isn't even their alignment but it just looks kind of shiny and fun on there so um, I will vouch for that process and say mm -hmm. that that really is how I've come to see myself more as mm -hmm. you know in quotes left brain or logical mm -hmm. it just it was just in my real life, like you told me that almost a year ago, I really learned that about myself. And then I just kept, you know, seeing, oh, where am I logical here? Where am I logical here? Where, mm. where do I, where can I play a little bit more with this mm. being in this, being this way? Mm -hmm. Where can I play more being this way here? Yeah. And slowly, 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 I was able to see more of that in myself. Yeah. And that's where it's important is I think, um, you know, the spiritual industry and the way we consume information has become this like shiny soundbite thing. And I do think that's wonderful. And there is a place for that. And, you know, sometimes you read something and it really lands in you and it whatever peps you up in your day or makes you feel better. or It's a word of encouragement. But I do think that the process of transformation 
is a d- daily devotion that you choose to actively participate in that's very humble it's not glamorous it's is taking the time to remind yourself every day that you are you know left-brained and being more and more okay with it every time you tell yourself that or re-listening to the projector audio on the app and every time you hear it you'll pick up on a different way you'll see it in a different way you'll see it play out a different part of your life differently because of the information it's coming back to the humble humble truths and and having that very unglamorous process with yourself that you you know take yourself along on this journey and you know I even know this with if you take human design which human design is amazing because it's tailored to who you are. But if you think about, you know, those basic spiritual, anything but basic, but those very simple sounding spiritual books where, you know, if you read them seven years ago and it says surrender this and that, and it kind of landed when you revisit it and you hear it again, seven years later, you get like a whole new meaning to it. Imagine doing that every day with not just basic spiritual principles that apply to everyone, but things that were specifically about you. Ugh, I mean, Ugh, you're just going to go listen to my chart again. Fly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's truly my wish for um, my truly my wish for everybody is just know that, you know, it's in the quiet, humble moments. The, the glamour and stuff is fun because it's going to draw you in and get your attention and start the process. But it's always the quiet work that you do with yourself and, you know, with when no one else is looking. And that's, that's the thing where you'll have like a huge aha. That's where you'll learn to read your own energy. That's where you'll learn to become your own consultant and guru. And it's great to outsource these things to some people sometimes. But you will see more about yourself when you keep reminding yourself about who you are, who you really are and who you want to be and observe your life.